Open your Bibles to Exodus chapter 18. I'm sure that surprises you. We're in Exodus. We've been going through this series. Uh, you can download today's uh, bulletin online. You can get it on the online streaming. There's, there's a tab that you can look at the bulletin for today if you want to do that. And it's got an outline or the Version Bible app. You can also follow along, along with that today. Uh, it's got plenty of stuff in there for you. The goal for this time is for God's Word to speak to us. I don't know about you, but there's been plenty going on in the last few months that's distracted me. Things that I have normally done that I was comfortable with, there were things that I had settled into routines in my life, and a few months ago, every one of those got flipped completely upside down. Everything seems to be chaotic and crazy. We're living in a world of craziness, some people would say. But I want to come to you today with a word that God has put on my heart. Because as I was praying about Exodus 18, I looked at the story and I could see the leadership thing I had always heard and that I had sat under teachings about Moses and he delegated the authority and stuff like that. And I didn't feel moved by that. The Lord wasn't moving me with that message. But today he has placed something on my heart. This is not going to be one of those I'm going to be jumping off the stage or anything. Well, I haven't ever done that. But sometimes you feel like I'm about to. Today's not one of those messages. But I believe it's a word to someone in this room, someone watching online, someone who may even be on vacation, who, who may need to hear a word and a reminder today about the message that God has for us in Exodus chapter 18. So I want you to pay close attention. Because even as believers in Jesus Christ, those who come to church, those who do our daily devotions, we can become distracted and not be led by the Holy Spirit in our activities during our day. I'm not talking about sin in your life. I'm not addressing this morning that there's stuff in your life that you need to get rid of. What I'm talking about today is distractions that come along that we see as inconveniences, that we see as disruptions to what we need to be doing because we're already living in a chaotic world. Today in Exodus chapter 18, we find a, a character that we've been familiar with for several weeks. His name is Moses. Moses was a Hebrew. He grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth. He was in Pharaoh's palace. He had the best of the best. Pharaoh's daughter took care of him. He was a man who knew what it was like to live in the lavishness of wealth, to have servants. And then, about 40 years after he was born, he blew it. He made a mistake. He killed a man. He had to take off running and hide. He was hiding in the wilderness. You want to know how long he was in the wilderness? Forty years. He was there as a shepherd. He met his wife while he's in this wilderness. And he becomes a shepherd. And for 40 years, he was a shepherd in an unseemingly unknown place doing an unknown thing. Until a divine encounter with God one day. There was an appointment that he did not pencil in on his calendar that needed to be addressed. That he was going to be part of that he had no idea was even coming. One day he was out with his sheep and he noticed a bush burning. 
Bushes burning, you know, during the day in this area was not uncommon. But what made this bush different is it never burned up. So it drew Moses' attention. And from there, there's a conversation with God. And Moses said to God, he said, I'm unworthy. I, I, I can't do what you're asking me to do. You got the wrong guy. But God kept saying, I've got the right man. You need to just go deliver the people from Pharaoh. And so Moses is interrupted in what he is normally doing to, to encounter a God on a level that's calling him to do something even greater than he ever imagined. So Moses is part of chapter 18, and Moses embarks on this journey, if you will, where he actually is on his way to Egypt. And just so you know, before we get there, you're going to have a question when we start reading. You're going to be asking about his wife and his two sons. Because what happens is, somehow, somewhere, it's not very clear in Scripture, we know that the Bible says that Moses took his wife and his two sons and were on their way to Egypt. On their way to Egypt, there is this moment when she saves his life because the Lord was seeking to kill Moses. But she circumcised his son, and then God removed his hand of wrath off of Moses. Some say that that was because of disobedience. We don't know. We're not sure. But we do know that Moses, his wife, and his two sons, they were on the way to Egypt. But at some point, Moses tells his wife, Zipporah, and his two sons to go back to be with his father-in-law, his wife's father. So Moses is in Egypt, and everything you know about the plagues and, and, and the crossing of the Red Sea and the manna that has come down and all that, that has happened... Up to this point, his wife and two sons have not been witness to it and not seen it. They've been with his father-in-law. So let's begin reading in verse number 1 of chapter 18. Now Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Moses' wife Zipporah after he had sent her away and her two sons of whom one was named Gershom. For Moses said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. The other was named Elazar. For he said, the God of my father was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness where he was camped at the Mount of God. He sent word to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons with her. Then Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, and he bowed down and kissed him, and they asked each other of their welfare and went into the tent. So let me break this down into the Clyde colloquialisms, the translation for the Dahlonega boy. So the, father, the father-in-law is coming his way, and Moses went up and said, How you doing? Jethro said, Well, I'm doing just fine. Things are going well with me. How's it going with you? Well, it's going pretty good. It's been a little crazy around here, but why don't you come into my house, and we'll sit down and talk about it. Okay, that's the rough translation of exactly what was going on there. Now, when it comes to divine appointments, I do not believe in coincidences. Uh, there are no coincidences in happenstance in your life. Can I just make that clear up front? I do not believe anything that happens in your life is just a coincidence or a happenstance. I believe it has God's hand on it in some form or fashion. 
He is working in some way in the moments. So those are God incidents, not just coincidences, okay? Now, let's talk about divine appointments. Divine appointments, number one. Divine appointments are often known as interruptions in our lives. They're often known as simply interruptions in our lives, in our daily routine, in the things that we have normally been doing, what we've been engaged in. Why would I say that? Because we can see here that Jethro is coming to Moses. Jethro didn't ask permission, hey Moses, can I come see you? I don't see that there where he's seeing if he can get, hey Moses, can I get on your calendar? Can I get on in your appointment book? Can I contact your secretary to find out if there's a way that we can get together? No, Jethro, it just says Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness. He even sent word to him and just said, I'm coming. So there's an interruption in Moses' life. You may say, well, was Moses really busy? We've been reading about the miracles and the great things that's been going on. But if you notice down in verse 13 and 16, you're going to find out that Moses was sitting and judging the people every single day. And you want to know how long it was taking? From sunup to sundown. People would line up because they were having problems, they were having issues, and they needed to know what God's point of view was on their problem. So Moses was very busy. He was very uh, engaged in doing work. And then here comes this man interrupting his life. Now, I really like this idea of interruption versus disruption. Because a disruption causes chaos, right? Some of us would definitely raise our hand and say, yes, the coronavirus is a disruption. It has caused chaos in our life. It has messed everything up. But may I submit to you, what if God is just interrupting our life because he's got something on our calendar that we were not quite thinking about. So today, as, as we're looking at Moses, he was very busy and he was engaged in the stuff that he needed to do. And here comes this man who is coming up, whose family. Isn't it just like family to interrupt us when we're trying to do something good? I mean, come on now. How many of you have ever had your family just show up or do something that, that you're right in the middle of making some progress? And then all of a sudden, oh, great, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to stop what I'm doing now. I would really like to finish. I'm a doer. I like to do, and I like to get it, my to-dos to done. Okay? I, I like my to-dos to be to done, and I don't like them sitting on my list. And interruptions can be disruptive to people like that. Moses may have been that kind of a guy. He's a leader. He's, he's moving the people. They're going somewhere. He's now judging every single person as they're coming up with a problem. And his father-in-law comes along out of the blue, not requesting room on his calendar, and just shows up. I want you to know that interruptions, divine appointments, are actually out of our comfort zone usually. They're out of our immediate control. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9 says, In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his way. We can make plans. We can set our course. We can have our to-do list. We can have our calendars. But God may have something even better than you even thought you had planned for this week. So as we're looking at Moses and these divine appointments, the second thing is this, that divine appointments are focused on the Lord. Divine appointments are focused on the Lord. Because look in verse number 1. Now Jethro, the priest of Media, and Moses' father-in-law, heard all that God had done of Moses and for Israel, his people. What prompted this meeting? Jethro heard about all that was going on. 
And we can also see later after they get together and they talk and Moses shares. Here's what he says in verse number, uh, verse number 10. So Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of Pharaoh and who delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know the Lord is greater than all the gods. Indeed, it was proven when they dealt proudly against the people. Now why is this a big deal? Jethro was what? Moses' father-in-law. What else do we know about Jethro? It's in verse number 1. He is the priest of Midian. What does that mean? It means he was not a worshiper of Yahweh only. He had other gods that he worshipped. He was engaged in a world that did not focus like Moses is. As a matter of fact, when we see what Moses named his sons, he was living in a very pagan, different type of environment religiously, and he names his sons to bring glory to God. And so here is Moses. He's engaging with this man Jethro, and even in this divine appointment, the Lord is the center of what's happening. Let me tell you something. Divine appointments don't just happen between a Christian and a Christian. They can happen between non-Christians and Christians. They can happen between an atheist and a Christian. Divine appointments can happen between anyone of any faith at any moment. But here's the center of that divine appointment. The Lord himself is the center. Not simply that he's the one who's put it together, but that he's the one to get glory out of that divine appointment. So let me make clear, you can understand this. You can waste a divine appointment for the Lord. Totally blow it. I know no one here wants to blow your divine appointment for the Lord. Because if, if he puts it on your calendar, you don't want to walk away and go, man, I totally blew that. So how do we not blow it? Number one, keep this in mind. Divine appointments is about the Lord getting glory. Not you, not even someone else. It may be encouraging someone in the Lord. It may be uh, ministering, ministering to them in some way. But the idea is this. The divine appointment answers the question why. Why is this happened? Why is this interruption in my life? Because the Lord needs to be glorified in the midst of it. That makes it a divine appointment. And so this is what happens here. I mean, Moses and Moses' father-in-law Jethro, they've had conversations before. But here we find that he, even though he is not a, he doesn't just worship Yahweh, he has given praise to Yahweh. Because he's heard about what the Lord has done. And Moses has told him all the great things. And look in verse 12 at what he does. This is crazy. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, you think they're making it clear that Jethro's Moses' father-in-law? It's over and over they say this. Took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God, and Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses, Moses' father-in-law, before God. Look at what happens in this. Here is a man who is a priest and who is a worshiper of other things, who gets a glimpse of who God truly is. Let me tell you something. Divine appointments are just as much for you as they are for the one who doesn't believe or the one of another faith, the one of another value system. Divine appointments are for both. See, this divine appointment was for Moses as well as Jethro. Now, what they do with this divine appointment is important, important as well as it is in our life. Because the third thing is divine appointments increase the glory of the Lord. That's what they should do. God's name should be lifted up. 
The greatest way to waste a divine appointment is to walk away from a divine appointment and God and Christ never to be mentioned. For us to have a divine appointment and just tell somebody that, you know, it's good to see you and it's, it's, I hope you feel better. And we do not invoke Jesus Christ in it in any way we have wasted a divine appointment that God set up for us. Thankfully, we can see Moses brought this into it. He's talking about what the Lord has done. The Lord has done this. The Lord has done I wonder if Moses actually shared at some point and actually said something like this. Man, these people are driving me crazy. I wonder if Moses said, all they do is complain. Just as soon as they get one thing, they complain about something else. They are absolutely crazy. Can they come live at your house, Jethro? I can hear Jethro now. What are you talking about? My daughter and my two grandsons had to move back in with me. Come on, don't send nobody else to my house. That's not what this conversation was about. Moses is saying, look at what the Lord has done. Let me tell you how great He is. Let me tell you how He has moved. So in our life, with the divine appointments that come along in our everyday appointments, we must be open to those moments when we can lift Jesus up. I don't know what that's going to look like in your life. I don't know what that's going to sound like, but, like, but God does, and the Holy Spirit will lead you in that. So maybe, maybe you need to be a Moses to someone. There might be a Jethro come your way this week who needs to hear about what God's done in your life. So when we're talking about divine appointments, they're really designed for a purpose. So divine appointments are really designed appointments by God to do something great. So let's look at designed appointments for a second and make sure we get this. God's divine appointments are designed for the purpose of helping someone move closer to the Lord's will. Divine appointments are for the purpose of moving someone closer to the Lord's will. And it could be you. God may bring up an appointment where you might be able to, to minister to someone, but it might be a case where you're going to be ministered to even more. It may be a divine appointment that, that will lead you to a place that you didn't think that you would be going. Here's what happens as we look through this. We can see where Moses, he goes to, to judge the people. We can see this in verses 13, 14, and 15. And Jethro asks him, sees this going on, says, Moses, what in the world's going on? What are you doing? From morning to night, you're sitting here judging these people. And Moses says, well, I'm doing it because they need to know what God says about their particular issue, their particular moment, what's happening in their life. They need to know what God's law, what God says about it so that they can follow God in this. And Jethro, Jethro says something very interesting, verse 17. Moses' father-in-law said to him, the thing that you are doing is not good. Now, wait a minute. Isn't it a good thing to tell people about God? Yes, it is. But listen to Jethro here. You will surely wear out both yourself and these people who are with you. For the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Now, listen to me. It's just great to have a father-in-law that says, now, you better listen to me, boy. <laughs> that's never fun is it but here's a case where he's giving him some advice and we know later that Jethro actually listens to this advice and this has been good advice one of the things that I find very interesting here is that if Jethro says he's, he's able to observe that if you keep up at this pace you're going to wear yourself out the people are going to get worn out and this is going to end badly 
So it was a divine appointment for someone to come and speak into Moses' life who was not even a full follower of Yahweh. God may lead somebody into your life just this week that needs to speak a word to you in some form or fashion that may need to open your eyes to something. Now, I want to say that with this caution. Measure everything that you get by this right here. If it's not confirmed by the Word of God, then you can just, as I tell young ladies, you can just go just like that, just cross it off your list and brush it away. Got that from Jane's grandma. Thankfully, I never made it to that point. But if someone tells you something and it isn't supported by God's Word, then you don't have to follow it. But here we can see how this is a divine appointment for Moses because he listens and he's able to to find himself uh, released from some of those responsibilities because guess what's going to happen in chapter 19? Moses is going to be able to go up on the mountain and encounter God for the people. Would he have been able to do that if he had not had that divine encounter with his father-in-law? I wonder. But his father-in-law got to hear about the Lord. And that is the beauty of all of this. God will use people to speak to us, but we, God wants to use us. He desires you. He plans appointments in our life to use us to speak to other people about Him. What we do with that is important. We have to make a choice. Moses could have just simply just shot the breeze with his father-in-law. He could have just said, you know what? It's been all right. Where's my wife and my my two boys? Let's go fishing. But instead, he tells him about what the Lord has done. That's critical for what we do when we encounter a divine encounter. We all have influence on someone. You may say, well, I just don't know if, if I'm up to that. I don't know if that's something I can do. Yes, you can. We all have influence on someone. There's someone in our sphere of influence that we can speak into and we can make a difference in their life. And maybe it might be a complete stranger, somebody that you haven't met this week. Maybe you're going to be at the store somewhere. But God will speak to you to speak to them. And here's the most critical thing. If there's nothing else you get today about this divine appointment, I want you to get this. And maybe you need to write this down. It's not in the notes. It's not going to be on the screen. But this is the most important thing. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you. It will guide you into what to do. Do not do anything out of guilt. Don't do anything out of frustration. Don't do anything out of logic. Only do what you need to be doing because the Holy Spirit leads you to do it. And that's the only reason you do it. If the Holy Spirit leads you to do something, do it. And don't wait. Don't delay. Think about the man in the book of Acts. There's a man by the name of Philip. And Philip had these plans to go one way, and the Holy Spirit said, nope, you need to go down this road. And down this road, there wasn't a lot of traffic. It's kind of a secluded place, but he decided to go down this road. And while he's on this road, he meets a man who's an Ethiopian who's looking at the Old Testament, and he has questions. So you never know how that gas station that you normally stop at, that's closed, that you can't get gas today, how God might be leading you to another gas station because there's somebody down there that's got questions that only you can answer and speak into their life. When we are interrupted in what we have planned, we need to take a step back and say, okay, God, you got something else for my calendar today. 
What is it? And be on the alert and look out. What about when Jesus, Jesus could have gone one way, but instead he goes to Samaria and, and he sits down at a well. And he's just sitting there. Now, it's after the time when the women would come and get their water, so there's not going to be many people showing up. But he sits there, and he encounters a woman who comes who's been rejected. She's been married several different times. She's now living with a man that's not her husband. All this stuff is going on, and she had a divine encounter with Jesus Christ that changed her life forever. The Ethiopian's life was changed. That woman's life was changed because in the divine encounter, it pointed back to the Lord as the single most important part of that appointment. All of us, throughout our days, can find ourselves in the midst of a divine appointment. We must be careful not to dismiss some of these, but embrace them. And always ask, Lord... Is this from you, and what am I to do with it? Lead me, Holy Spirit, in what I am to do. That's the best thing we could do when we get interrupted with different things in our lives during the day. Divine appointments are seen when we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and that is the most critical part of this whole thing. What must I do? Well, what we must do here is, is kind of what I feel that Moses was doing, actually. He was placing his day in the hands of God. Jethro's coming. I mean, Moses had every right to go, you know what? I don't have time for you, Jethro. I got enough to do already. I'll see you tonight at supper, or you can drop by some other time. Just, just leave my wife and kids at the door, and, and I'll, I'll pick it up when I get home. He could have done any of that, but Moses... He went and welcomed his father-in-law. He laid down his responsibilities for a moment to engage in a, an appointment he was not expecting. How about you and I? Are you willing to take your day and place it into God's hands? I know you're busy. I know you got stuff going on. I know there's things in your life that you wish were different. I know that you want to change some things in your life. We all do. But the bottom line is this. Will you take your day and place it in God's hands and say, God, my day is yours. If what's on my calendar don't line up with your will, change it. There's a lot of things I'd like to get to done today on my to-do list. But if I don't get them done and you got something else for me, then so be it. <laughs> and here's the most important part. And God, help me be okay with it. Help me be okay when you interrupt what I'm really wanting to do or what I really want to accomplish. Let me be okay when things don't work out the way I wanted them to today. Help me deal with that. Do a work in me to change me. That's placing your day into God's hands. Your job, your family, your calendar, your to-do list, everything into His hands. You can also place your fear into the, His hands. Because remember... He's the one who calmed the sea, and He can surely calm your heart. You can place your worries into His hands. Because He's also the one who fed 5,000 with just a few loaves of fish and a few, a few loaves of bread and a few fish. God can do great things. Place your day into His hand and let Him use you. The last thing is this. Listen when God directs you. Listen. Listen and respond. 
We see in verse 24, so Moses listened to his father-in-law and did all that he had said. Moses chose able men to divide up the responsibility to be able to minister to the people and yet still do what he needed to do. What would have happened if he did not listen and he continued to try to do it his way and stick to his agenda? So today, as we look at this and as we look at this idea of divine appointments, I am absolutely convinced with every ounce of my being As much as I know my name is Clyde Self, and I even got, well, let me make sure. Let me make sure that's who I am. Yep, the state of Georgia declares me to be Clyde William Self. And as much as I know that my name is Clyde Self, someone in this room or someone watching today is going to have a divine encounter this week. The question is, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to simply brush it off and push it away and say, I'm too busy to be interrupted? Or are you going to step back and say, Holy Spirit, lead me? Just because you're interrupted doesn't mean it's from the Lord. Can I be clear on that? I don't want anybody to walk away and think, well, the pastor preached on interruptions and divine appointments, so I got interrupted. This must be from God. That's not what I'm saying. Every interruption may not be from God. But there's going to be somebody who's going to be interrupted in what you were doing this week. And it's going to be a divine appointment. And you're going to either be able to speak into someone's life and impact their life. Or they're going to be able to speak into yours. And it's going to be about the Lord. Embrace it. And here's what I want you to do for your seven day challenge is this. Here's the challenge. Share your divine appointment with someone this week. See, I am so sure someone's going to have a divine appointment that you're going to have a story to tell. Hey, I know one person who would love to hear your divine appointment story. Me. Tell me about your divine appointment. I had one this week. I was not expecting it. I had stuff that I needed to do, and I was engaged in doing it. And all of a sudden, someone shows up at the church, which oftentimes happens. Someone I did not expect, just completely out of the blue with a friend. And whose family is going through some of the most gut-wrenching, heart-moving, painful thing I think a mom and a dad and a brother and sister could ever experience. I had no idea. But I found myself in front of some people who did not have a church, who did not have a pastor. I could have simply said, well, i got a lot to do. I'm not going to go to lunch with you. I could have just simply said, it's nice to meet you and walked away. But instead, I found myself in the middle of a story that tore my heart out. Even today, I weep for this family. You never know who you may encounter. Take the time to listen to the Holy Spirit to guide you in what to do. As Gina comes and plays this morning, I know the most important divine appointment in your life that you'll ever have is the calling of the Holy Spirit to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the number one most important divine appointment. That is when you get to a place where you understand there is no way I'm going to make it to heaven. I've messed up. And you know that you're separated from God. 
and you ask God, God, forgive me and take over my life. Pastor, is it that easy? Yes, it is. God, forgive me and take over my life. When you realize that, there can be a connection. There can be a relationship. That's the most important divine appointment you can ever fulfill. But today during our altar call, here's what I want us to do. If you do not know Jesus, receive Him right now. Ask Him to forgive you and take over your life. If, if you're online, just, just accept Jesus. Raise your hand. That option that is there on the screen, push that and, and declare you're accepting Jesus. You're accepting that divine appointment to say that He is your Lord and Savior. By the way, I have a word for someone. God woke me up with a word this week. I'm not even sure what it means, but i got to tell you. God needs someone to know that when it comes to Jesus, you can't continue to call Him Lord if you continue to treat Him like a slave. You cannot call Jesus Lord and continue to treat Him like a slave. Someone needs to make a change in their life. I don't know who it is. I don't know what that means. Maybe that means something to you, but God stirred my soul with that. So whatever you need to do right now in regards to that, do it, don't wait. This is your divine appointment. God has set aside this moment for you to deal with it. So deal with it. Don't let this moment slip away. Father, I pray that you'll prepare our hearts right now. That we will say as Henry Blackaby said, when God speaks, we are to go. That we'll be so in tune with your spirit that we will hear you prompt us in what we should do and what we should not do. That we will engage when you tell us to. Today, Father, we come to you asking you to prepare our hearts and to prepare our mind for the divine appointments that I have this week. Right now, everyone, will you please repeat this after me? God... My Father, prepare me for the divine appointment you have for me this week. Father, prepare our hearts and our minds to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit so that we can follow you in those moments. It's in Jesus' name. We do humbly pray. Amen.